Welcome back to another episode of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. This is Grizz. Let's get this going. I was just going to say, I was just nodding (laughs) to that thing, man. That was fucking... This has some fucking soundtrack to it. Yeah, I was just saying right off the jump, the music in this fucking movie is way better than it fucking needed to be. It It's seriously like... It's not even like, oh, you know, a fucking like horror like themed like music or anything. It's so fucking awesome though. Like, that's just a taste of what we're about to get into. That's just a taste. Yeah, so... That music is awesome. So if you didn't see, we're covering 1987's The Soul Tangler, um, a movie that I'm not going to say is like a lost film. It was like almost, I feel like, not many releases out there. Um, there's a modern release, obviously, out there. Yeah, Mondo, they put it out. Uh, so. The original release, very hard to find, right? We actually, uh, let me see, we have a picture of it here. Uh, In my hardcore tape hunting days, like this was like, the one I always kept trying to find. I've like, you know, bought a few video stores out in my day. I've I've bought a bunch of collections of like hoarders and shit. I found some pretty fucking gnarly videos. I have never found and held a copy of this movie. Mm-hmm. And it is the one that I want. Like I've always wanted to fucking have this movie. I've never seen it until now. But just based on that cover right there, I was like, dude. I gotta find that fucking dude. yeah, dude. This shit is fucking awesome. I uh, I never even had a shot at getting this movie. Um, it's always been extremely rare. Uh, I don't mind owning you know a Blu-ray copy or whatever or like a re-release yeah. of it because sometimes you just gotta give in, right? Sometimes you just gotta say screw it. I'll uh, I'll take the re-release. But speaking of not non-original releases, non-re-releases, you sent me something yeah, in the mail well some some heaven is only in hell the original uh version of this which was from where denmark is that i think it that actually is, and, and it was actually distributed oh, by Holland. wim vink himself so like that dude sat there sent out each fucking copy of his movie that he made himself Super hard to find, man. That's that's a true fucking gem. Vink Pictures, P.O. Box 305, 4000 AH. Does that say Teal Holland? There it is, man. That's right. But uh, what a what a cover. You've seen this before. I think we showed it when we covered it on here. Uh, the back yeah. is like what like I love when shit looks like this. Like it's oh, it's just like the uh, write up and everything is is fucking awesome on it. It's yeah, so good. 
this is this is really like one of those movies where if you were just looking at the cover, you'd kind of expect something else from it, right? Like, uh, I don't know. It's just a really cool I, film. Go back and I listen to our episode. Something else. Really? But I was not disappointed with what we got. Oh, no, no. What you got was well. fucking awesome. This movie's, this yeah. movie's freaking awesome. It's out there. Uh, go check it out. If you could find one of these, you're going to need a PAL uh, VCR, which... Worldwide, yeah. Yeah, which you should have at this point, but, you know, whatever. But I will tell you this, man. I have now passed the burden on to you of, oh. <laughs> of having to hunt down the half-past midnight VHS release. I'll, I'll see, because, man. Like, it's it's got to be out there. Together is a must, man. I've been trying for years to pair that fucking tape up with uh with that half past midnight Wim Vink release. Um, I know that uh, there's some like you know convention copies out there of it and stuff, but that's like an original. We got to find an original to go with it, man. Do you know so, anybody? When you do, that's when we'll cover that movie. But we have to have it first, man. Do you know anybody that has one? I know two people, and they will not. But, but will not. But, but it's it. like something that's out there. It's not like it's. Oh yeah, you know, it's it's a real deal. So man, all right. I'm gonna, it's in a dude. It looks just like that, but it's red instead of orange, and it has like half past midnight with the cover of like I've seen pictures that. from that movie. I have seen that. Yes. Yeah. Um. Hey man, when I put my mind to it, I eventually will get it. I know I, you uh, that's why. That's why I pass this burden to you, my friend. Yep. If anyone can get up, it done, I have faith. I I got Blood Red Planet. I got Bad Magic um it dude all this fucking stuff man jesus christ but this week we're covering the soul tangler a movie that's co- uh the cover definitely tells you what's going on right uh it definitely does not uh allude to anything differently you're gonna get all sorts of goo you're gonna get oh, guts yeah. you're gonna get blood you're gonna get a weird ass story you're gonna get a weird ass scientist character which we always love um this movie is really like extremely, extremely entertaining. <coughs> and I can't believe it took me so long to watch it. This is the first time watch for me. Obviously I watched Same. it a bunch of times for this, but um, I just put it off. I knew it was out there. I just never gave it a shot for whatever reason. And uh, I'm kind of mad that I did. Cause this, this movie, this movie fucks man. Dude, after I watched it, I watched it this weekend. I watched it before you had actually watched it yet. And I was like super excited. And I know that you were like still sleeping in the morning when I watched it. So I had to like wait for you to get up. And I was like, dude, did you fucking watch this movie yet? Because I was like, this movie. What time did you watch it? Probably going to be one of my new favorites. What's that? Were you watching that at like six o'clock in the morning? Yeah, I woke up at probably like, probably about five, five thirty that morning. And like, just, it was like Sunday too. So I was just like, I'm I'm fucking putting this on. That's my, (laughs) that's my favorite time to watch these movies. It's like Sunday morning, little wake and bake skis fucking come into the office. You know, watch a good movie, dude. It's perfect. Nice. You jam on the guitar while you're watching? A little, a little strumming, maybe. You yeah. know? You got the acoustic <laughs> now, right? So you could... Uh, yeah, dude. You're playing Honky ballads. Talk, you're playing ballads for tots over there. But uh, Grizz... Every rose has its thorns coming up, baby. Oh, Look out. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were a Guns N' Roses fan, man. I, or, or is that like poison. one of those... That's, that's poison, dude. Every Is it? Yeah, that's I don't poison, fucking know, man. I was, it probably. Get your know. hair metal together. I'm not. A, I know it's not Wasp. But I don't know. I was I don't know. say. <laughs> I don't really know those bands too well. Uh, I really only know like the music that was on like MTV and shit, like on the uh, the music videos and stuff. That one obviously had one, but I don't know. Don't really you just care. know Wasp and Striper for some reason, which is a really weird combination. <laughs> no, of bands I don't. Know, I don't know Striper. I know Skid Row. That's a band that I that I know. Yeah, but Skid Row uh, fucking rules. We established that last week for sure. Uh, the Soul Tangler. 
Um, this Grizz. movie, you know what? Before we get into it, Grizz, give me a synopsis of this movie. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> um, so basically, a, uh, a, a an evil genius basically has gone awry on his own chemical drug that he's created that uh, basically will cause death or hallucinations, one of the two, but it also brings an amazing soul-releasing experience, and it's, it's like his job power. to explore this at uh, any means necessary. So. Yeah. You know, what a, what a fucking like weird idea, but it works so well. So the whole thing is like this dude makes this drug that when you take it, if you could survive these insane hallucinations that occur, uh, you gain the ability to transfer your soul to a dead body <laughs> as long as it has right. eyes. Right. Uh, that, that like whole ordeal <laughs> is just such a cool idea. Um, in like demon night, in the nineties, that was like the, uh, I guess the way to kill the demons was to shoot them or, or stab them in the eyes. So like the whole thing of like the eyes being the, what are the, what they say? The, the eyes being the gateway to the soul or whatever. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. I, I think that's like a pretty good, uh, basis for a horror movie, like a science based sort of body horror ish, right? Like not really, but I, sort of like on the slime city side you know what i mean well, like where oh it's... it feels that way sometimes yeah yeah so uh, dude I got, I got, are, you, are you a soul man dude do you like, do i believe we have souls yeah um not that's really that's a question yeah me neither uh, right I, I don't i don't really believe that one um that's a tough buy for me as well i was just interested if you were a soul man i that, i believe so. ghosts exist so i guess maybe Oh, that's a tough one too. Because I, but is I want to believe ghosts exist, but I don't have any like legitimate proof because I've never seen it myself. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to actually, you need, I need to, to actually experience like experience it. it. But we we have do you have experienced a, it. Uh, you know, I thought I saw something once that wasn't oh, there oh, when oh. I worked at the cemetery. Um, but other yeah, than that's... that, like nothing too crazy. I've been in morgues. I've been in. Uh, the depths of the New York City hospital system. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I've I've worked I worked in a cemetery for years. Been there every day of the year, day, night, weekends, whatever. Um, never experienced anything. Doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. Oh. Doesn't mean that it's not oh. real. I just haven't experienced it yet. You know what I mean? And I'm open I to mean, it, dude. You know? I'm open to it. I'm open. Oh, I'm 100. percent I want to yeah. believe. I want to believe. You know. Dude, I'm the, there. I, I want to believe, but I have to, I have to have something happen that is convincing enough for me to like defend it to other people. You know what I mean? Without, well, like the next, the, I feel like the next chapter of bad taste video is going to become us ghost hunting. Yo, if, you move, if you, if you come on down, man, if you come on down, we'll I'll do buy that. The fucking, I'll, I'll buy a fucking EMF reader right now, bro. Let's Dude, fucking get the, we'll, we'll get the Ecto one going and everything. We'll, we'll, <laughs> If we get that, we got, I know someone who's going to sign up if we get the Ecto one rolling. So, what was your job at a cemetery? I sold um, plots and graves and crypts and niches. I did um, like all sorts of record keeping and stuff like that. Uh, pretty much everything you can think of. Uh, I like would I would have to occasionally go run a cemetery completely. I went to school for mortuary science, so that would be to like be an actual funeral director or whatnot, but. Biz is kind of hard to get into if you're not related to somebody. 
uh, you it's like a family business. Gravesite, like this motherfucker here is, is the, the, the Rolls Royce um, of a fucking gravesite. <laughs> so, <laughs> before I play the clip, so I, I want to say that when you work at like in an industry like that for a really long time, it becomes it's normal to you. Right. Like going to a funeral home is not like a weird experience for me. Like going to a funeral is not a weird experience uh, to me. Talking about death, talking about buying a grave site. That's not like weird to me. It's totally fucking normal. I've been I was doing it for years. So the thing about that is not everybody feels the same way. So like you can be really casual about shit. But then you realize like, oh no, like this person is stressing right now. And sometimes it works out because then it, it like relaxes the person. You know what I mean? Like it makes them feel like it's not such a serious thing. Like it's, you have a good you joke with them and all that shit. It's not like yeah, at the yeah. fucking, you go into the, I can see you also like making the joke and it not landing on the right person. <laughs> hey man, I'm, I'm really good at reading the audience. I'm really good at reading the audience. The thing with me was. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not gonna say I have no empathy for people because I do <laughs> I do but I am not good when people like start like I I don't know you at all and you're laying this heavy shit on me oh, and it's like yeah. dude I don't know what to tell you because one thing that you learn is like you can't say certain things because they'll turn it against you you know what I mean? They'll lash out at you for it. So it's like, fuck. And I used to hate that. But, you know, you dealt with it. You tried to help people through uh, a rough time. You see some terrible shit. You see some cool shit. You see some funny shit. Um, it was a good experience. Would I go back? Probably not. Unless they, like, paid triple what I was getting paid. But, uh, you know. I mean, I'm sure a lot of dead dong. So, I mean, it's like, how much dead dong can you really get paid to see? <laughs> <laughs> that was more in college uh but let's play this. that sounds so funny to say it like that <laughs> so i'm gonna play this clip <laughs> you like yeah, that right of uh dr anton lupeski pretty much kind of talking about uh what's going on he gives us this little monologue uh in the beginning which is cool because it it's almost like psychedelic right like it almost has this weird like driller killer type vibe I single-handedly invented Enforium. Enforium. A drug that can make your soul leave your body and enter any human force provided it has eyes. Without eyes, your soul can neither enter nor leave the shell of a body. Yeah, the problem with Enforium thus far is that it affects the nerve center and causes severe hallucinations. Most humans I have experimented on die from the fright of the so while this uh, guy is talking, you're just getting all these flashes of like weird shit. It's like lit really oddly, like orangish red lighting. Um, you see that skull that's from the cover of the film um, with a spider walking on it. Because, uh, of course, you need to have the tarantula. Tarantula? Did I just say tarantula? I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> that that you, big spidey thing. If you, own a, if you own a restaurant out there, uh, make a churro that looks like a tarantula and call it a tarantula. There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah if you I own like a pizza that. place, you could probably do it, too. I'm just throwing ideas <laughs> out there. Um, yeah. But the I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm more of an idea guy and not really the execution <laughs> guy. Um, so this intro really, like, sets up a cool mood of the movie. It shows that it's going to be fucking strange. Um, 
it shows that there is going to be a comedic side to this film too, because when they're showing fucking Dr. Lepesky, he's got like his eyes crossed, like he's Jerry Lewis, the, like the nutty professor, you know? So like yeah. you see that it's not going to be a completely serious film, which that checks the box for us. You never want a movie that uh, takes itself a hundred percent seriously because that always turns out terribly. Uh, <laughs> Bad, yeah. You always have to have a, like a self-aware film. And usually with these types of movies, that's what you get. Cause it's like fans of the genre making them, you know? So like, Dude, this guy, this this Dr. Anton Lepesky, uh, played by this Pierre Duvall, I'm pretty sure is his, his name. Um, <laughs> I have to get a stab at that. Uh, but honestly, this movie would be nowhere near as good if it's not for this guy. Uh, oh, yeah. His like, role in this movie, the way he looks, the way he acts, um, his like believability and like complete lunacy is... Uh, it's it's amazing. Just even from this opening scene, you can see just like how like like unthrottled this dude can actually like appear in some of these scenes where it's just like, yeah, this dude's on the brink of madness and it's like believable for yeah. some reason the way he looks. It's a perfect casting for this. Yeah, he looks like he's like either like doing some sort of drug or something, like he's Strung all out, yeah, sure. and he's all sped <laughs> up and shit. Uh it's almost it's almost like these people had taken meth. At some points, they're like, you know, they're acting very oh, oddly. It's it's pretty a pretty interesting. That's funny you uh, say that because like the scene reminds me a little bit of like uh, you ever seen that movie Spun with John Leguizamo? No, it's fucking Brittany Murphy. Oh, no. it doesn't get it's a banger, dude. Really good movie. Jerry Leto's in it and fucking. Uh, but yeah, like this that like opening scene could almost like fit into that movie, and it's like all this movie about like just tweakers and meth and shit because it feels like. He's like strung out on this fucking drug that he's made, but it's like making him hallucinate and like, but he also says that he's like one of the only people that has like the only people that could survive the hallucinations. Um, I I really like that aspect of this film because um, they really could put anything in it then. You know what I mean? Like if it's supposed to be a hallucination or a dream, they really, it's really not hallucinations in this movie. It's more so dreams. Right, like it's yeah, more it's, of a dream. It comes though. across dreamy. Um, yeah, it doesn't come across as like straight seeing things in the moment type yeah. of thing. One thing that I really found kind of funny when I was watching this is like there's really like this low budget, um, sixteen millimeter shot on video subgenre of like drug films, and it's not really like doing drugs kind of film. It's more like mutating drugs type shit. You know what like I mean? Like rot and stuff like that. Rot. Very ozone is another one. Yeah. Um, I mean, e- even street trash is kind of like in that same, that same realm. It's kind of like the Mac Daddy of him, you know, for the quality wise and stuff, yeah, but it's, it's like the same genre. It's really weird how like, there's this, like s- this sub genre of film. That's like, I would say like, it adds this odd, um, like dirtiness to it, like immediately when, cause it's always like some fucking like gross sort of shit or whatever. It's never just like, oh, these people are doing Coke and like smoking weed. It's like, no, they're doing like fucking experimental, new experimental drug that turns yeah. into a fucking crocodile or some shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and I realized that I really, really do like this subgenre film. And like, obviously like it, it starts continuing on. We you have like body melt, you know what I mean? Shit like that. Um, which is, but like this, that. like the low budget ones, like the shot on video ones, it's just so like they're grittier, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But they always like have this like odd funness to them. 
you know what I mean? Like it's always kind of heavy, like a heavy subject. Cause like somebody's always shooting something or whatever, but, uh, yeah. there's always like this odd funness to it because they have to use like a creature or like some ridiculous premise. Mutant. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really do think that that's like a great jumping off point for a movie or, or just whatever. What's what's fantastic about, you know, Soul Tangler for me in particular is that, um, you know, the time period of it being made in the late 80s, it feels so much like that late 80s shot on video that like, to me, like this is the, the prime period of like some of the best material coming out. Um, the early 80s stuff like with Blood Cult, Boarding House and stuff like that is good. It's, it's, it's you know, it's got its, its place in the fucking the books and stuff. But um, for me, like this late 80s shot on video stuff is just it looks a certain way it feels a certain way um, and i think it really does like give itself like the progression into the 90s of like what these movies are going to become but they're still so uniquely like their own like like you know yeah movies like video violence and stuff like that there's nothing else made after video violence that feels like that you know it's it's so uh even though it's you know it's just shot on a fucking videotape it's nothing like you know special but it is special in the way that it feels and that's how soul tangler feels man like yeah. there's really nothing that feels the way that this movie does it's it's uniquely its own in like the best possible way so my theory on that is that when you're in like 1987 or so it's still just before the time where like me and you would just grab our parents camera and go out and shoot a movie so you still have like semi-professionals doing oh, this stuff yeah, and um because look like you're they shot this on 16 millimeter me and you are not going out there and shooting 16 millimeter film yeah, you know what i mean yeah, like sure. and like yeah, this is it's lit very well um everything is done like very well it's not like an amateur fucking production oh, this is a put together movie 100 it's a real movie it's not yeah. it's not you know sometimes we joke around about that like no no this is like a real movie <laughs> no, this right? is a real one though for sure yeah um so what do you think of these henchmen dude he's like this this drug addict you know man is like what is the what is the lady's like relationship she was like figure his, that out? she was like an assistant of some sort i believe uh the doctor but like i didn't know if she had like a, a straight relationship with like the, the drug addict guy who was like the helper no that was they, like her son or something oh that i i think that was just like another person but like yeah. he always uh I guess like he always alludes to the fact that like she is in love with him and like they do point to it at a couple points in the movie that like they have some sort of relationship, right? Like they have some sort of special bond or whatever. Um, But I do like how he sends them out to like collect victims, right? Like they're the, they're the henchmen that go out and kidnap people so he could like kill them and possess them. They have to be young women. Yeah. Yeah that they have to be but i like the deal that they have where he like he, they do this in exchange to like get this guy high like he's a drug addict and like so for like the doctor to like shoot him with like free drugs he goes out and like kidnaps these girls uh in this clip we have like the first time we see that happening with this like this van scene where he, he rolls up on this fucking dude and just like clobbers this motherfucker so he can take his girlfriend and i was like instantly like oh this is gonna be this is the vibe of this movie for sure. It's Hammer Time, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like the name of that one. <laughs> this, see, like this music is great. Music is great. 
I like that the dude is wearing that like sack on his head. He's wearing like a black, like really worn looking. This uh, hammer hit. Boom! That looks so good, dude. Like I was like, fuck yeah, that looks awesome. He's he's wearing like a like a zodiac, like sack on his head while he's Leatherface hitting the dude in the head with the hammer. He's chasing after his girlfriend, and he eventually steals her. I love how he looks too. Just like the like the buttoned up T-shirt, khakis, but you can tell he's like a pretty large guy. Yeah, you know he's he's so sweaty like, looking with that, too. With the fucking mask on, he's pretty intimidating and shit, especially with the hammer. But that hammer hit looks so fucking good. I was like, God damn! Like it was like straight in the camera. I wouldn't uh, doubt I it that he actually hit him. You never know with these movies. There's always accidents. <laughs> was that a rubber hospital right after? <laughs> yeah. Was that a rubber hammer? Who the fuck knows? You yeah, know, right, right. he could have actually killed him. But uh, I, I do like the idea that he, this doctor, who's like traveling the world doing these experiments and all that shit, has to have like these two dumbass lackeys going out there, um, you know, stealing people for a. And you're right. Like he needs young women for some reason. Do they explain well, that? Well, like, I, I okay. So what I took away from that is like, he has this thing of like where he wants to like merge his soul with the soul of like a beautiful like young woman because it will be like this like ultimate like sexual experience of like two souls intertangling. Is that and, like, what it is? He keeps talking about that. Like so, like I mean, why else would it be a pretty young woman? You know, like. He has no interest in like young dudes and shit. He was like, oh, it's got to be this young chick type of thing. He's kind of obsessed about it. Um, so like, I feel like it's like this an attraction thing uh, where like she also has to be able to survive. That's the whole thing, right? They have to dose you. you no. Know? And you got to right. like withstand it. And he doesn't want an, a, a normal girl that's just going to die from it because he wants to be able to have like both of our souls like together, like tangling together like you know like having this soul tangle party so that's kind of like what i took from it it's like a connection like a relationship slash like pseudo sexual type of fucking thing that's going on with the whole like soul merging thing that he's trying to accomplish he, he had like a fucking normal like hospital that he was working at and shit and they like kicked him out of the fucking hospital because like shit. All these corpses were fucking showing up and stuff, dude. It's so funny. Yeah, so eventually this woman tries to like go interview him, and while she's doing the interview, they spike her drink with the uh with the uh with the the drug. And it's pretty cool because you kind of see her start to go fucking crazy. Right? She yeah, starts to hallucinate that. and all this stuff. Um the one hallucination, we have two of them here. Um the one that's awesome is when she's like sitting in the chair. Right. And she's like fucking scratching her arm or whatever and like tearing her arm up. Right. That's a fucking gnarly sequence of events because they show it like it's right there. Yeah. Yeah, So she like looks down. Her arm is like bleeding a bit. And just for whatever reason, she digs her fingernails into her forearm and starts tearing all the skin off. And it feels off is great. Yeah, you see, like, all the meat and stuff. It's disgusting. She's actually sleeping now, so this is all... a dream. Yeah, this is... It it was all a dream. (laughs) Yeah, that reminds me of, like... There was always, like, the dude telling, like, the fucking horror story in high school about, well, dude, like, my cousin's friend one time, like, took a bunch of acid and thought he was an orange and, like, peeled all of his skin off and shit, bro. Like, you always heard, like, fucking bullshit, fucking, like 
scary fucking trip stories about bullshit like that. It's not fucking true. No one's ever fucking yeah. done that. You know who but says? Like, you know who says that shit? People who have never done drugs in their life. Never done ass. One hundred percent. That's who says that shit. <laughs> Melting walls don't make you fucking peel your skin off. I can tell you that right now. But fucking, I just like as soon as I seen that scene, I was like, oh my god, that's that's the fucking the old trip story come to life. And then uh, we have like a second, like grand hallucination that she has right where she's like being attacked by like a horde of zombies and then she eventually makes her way i guess this was her house right her friend's house right fr- yeah or i think her- it's her friend's house but uh like the one girl that's her tag team partner throughout this thing but uh she ends up getting- oh, yeah it is her house she lives with her doesn't she yeah but this this is like a gnarly scene because you have basically the uh the zombie from the video dead attacking the friend <laughs> and just fucking destroying her. So this thing just jumps out of nowhere and just literally claws a huge chunk out of her fucking neck. Um, what a brutal sequence. She's like, you know, screaming, but you don't, they don't have any audio, which is kind of cool. Um, you just see the zombie like ripping her apart. Uh, what do you, what do you think about like the zombie design Bro, in this? When I first saw this scene, I was like, "Fucking zombies! They're gonna add fucking zombies to this fucking movie!" Though I was so excited, I was like, they, "They've they've fucking they've nailed everything! Like everything I need from this movie's here, man." Yeah, I did like the zombie design. I always liked um, when they would show like a bunch of zombies in a wide open space, and they do that here when they're in like the yeah. field. Uh, I really thought that was cool. Uh, on like first watch through, I was kind of like, "The f- what the fuck are zombies? Like, why are there zombies here? What the fuck does this have to do with anything? It was a little confusing at first, for sure. But I was also pretty stoked to see him. So. Yeah, yeah. But it, it ended up turning out well. It was good. It's cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, I do like the whole thing, though, where this woman now unknowingly was drugged with this stuff and is going through this transformation that she uh, may or may not make it through. And uh, it seems like like she's having no explanation why it's happening, which is awesome. Like she just feels like she's going crazy. Yeah. And and like she, this whole time is that her boyfriend is a cop, I guess, or a detective. Right. Yeah. Some kind of, he's yeah, some kind of cop or some shit like that for sure. Um, But he ends up, uh, you know, getting involved with all this too. And he has real, no, he doesn't really know what's going on either, but he just knows that this fucking doctor is an asshole, right? Like that's the whole thing where he believes that something is wrong or whatnot. Um, but everybody else is kind of still on the fence. Right. So, um, and also part of our stream here, Grizz, uh, Grizz is going a, a little in and out. Uh, we, we still had these <laughs> dude, those storms that fucking came through, like, the wind is still whipping everywhere. It looks like you're getting a little yeah, better there. So, uh, yeah, my wind is pretty gnarly outside still, but it's not as bad as yesterday. So, uh, I love this, the scene though, where we get like, uh, it, there's just a lot of these random scenes of like the doctor, like, you know, performing on his patients and stuff. And they're always just like madness. Like we have this one where he's like, you know, talking about soul tangling. And then he like cuts open the forehead on this fucking girl's it, dude it the, the way it all plays out is just it's beautiful it's like the only thing i can say about it so she's like 
wiggling around on the table because I guess she's been dosed with this shit, so she's having a bad time. He's just like rambling on. He looks nuts though, right? He looks like something out of a fucking Jim Van Beber movie. Um, Dude, like that face is amazing. It's like using an exacto knife on her forehead and the blood and the is like pressure spraying out of it yeah and he's like <laughs> making all these weird faces as it's going on um what a fucking awesome, awesome sequence awesome sequence not shying away from anything still it's 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 fun it's not fucking like you know it's not gonna make you feel like you're watching fucking last house on the left or some shit like that um as fucked up as it sounds where they're kidnapping girls and stuff there's nothing like too terrible in it when it comes to no no that this, whole... is, this is more campy than that dude for sure yeah exactly this yeah like if this this could have been originally released by cam video i think like this would have oh, been oh dude yeah this could have been killed yeah for sure i i just i really am surprised that this didn't get like a either like a secondary release in the 90s you know what i mean or oh, i don't know you got picked up surprising that it took so long to get all that done but hey it is what it is but a majority is of that, the re- is that one is that one vhs isn't that just like a french release is that what you were saying or a canadian they that was yeah that's a canadian release um i think there's there's a couple asian releases uh um, there's no official u.s release right I guess not. Well, there's there's like the newer one, like the Mondo one. Well, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think there was like an original one. I saw that there's oh, like shit. that other um, VHS cover that has it's either French or German or something. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of like odd releases out there. I haven't seen yeah. many out in the wild. I only know oh, of like is. I only know of Bruce having like the regular one, like the the one the Canadian one. Uh, but they're yeah. out there, man. They're out there. Uh, but a majority of the really awesome shit in this movie happens like pretty much in the last 20 minutes, right? Like that's where like it really like just goes to 11. I was going to say like all the stuff so far has been is mildly tame compared to like the fucking speed this this movie goes to towards the end here. It really just like takes off and and saves the best for last. Really? It's incredible. So they're finally, they're finally going to uh, confront uh, the doctor they're gonna finally end this once and for all uh, but when they get there things are not as easy as they thought it was gonna be uh very this is like a very similar thing to say like the reanimator when they're in the morgue and all the bodies sit up while they're down there uh, yeah, yeah. this is like they're down there they realize that the doctor is now <laughs> jumping like bodies you know what I mean? Like transferring his soul to these different bodies. They're trying to figure out where he's going, who, which body he's going to. And this, this makes one, this such a fun thing. Dude. The, his yeah. ability to jump to dead bodies that have like, as long as they have eyes or whatever, this makes for such like fun scenes that play out through the end of this movie. So she's standing in front of the hospital table, uh, the surgical table, and the body sits up behind her, pulls down the, uh, the sheet, and its face is like half dissected. <laughs> it's like a twisted that laugh is ridiculous. It's like a twisted Jim Henson thing. It only has one eye. There's like a fucking. It's like being held open. She pushes the eyeball in to like gouge it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really like a disgusting looking puppet of sorts. 
it's really, really unique, and it has a similar feel to the ones in the Dead Next Door that they use at certain points. Yeah. Um, very like grimy looking. Extremely, extremely fun. I love any time uh, when like a dead body sits up on the fucking hospital table. Like to it me, looks that's, great. Oh yeah, yeah, it's just spooky. Um, and they kind of like this same scene, you know, you know, it reveals that like this uh, this boyfriend character who's like a cop or whatever is is there to help. Um, and he's jumping fucking, you know, sold to different fucking creatures. And this is one of my favorite things that he jumps to is this like victim who has his stomach completely like lacerated open. <laughs> and then he finally like uses his intestines to fucking choke the cop guy out. It, this is. This is fucking beautiful, man. I, I love the way this scene, like, whole thing plays out. He's, like, covered in blood, too. Looks he is just dripping wet. Uh, nice squib there. Looks like it shot him through the hand. The voiceover, whenever he jumps bodies, is great. And uh, our main character tries to... Uh, this is a great dog. Just yeah, he tries to like he tries to disembowel him, but instead uh, he just chokes him with the intestines. Uh, you can't beat that, man. Only way to kill him is destroying the eyes. What a great zombie! Um, are these considered zombies? Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, they're reanimated corpses. So, I mean, I, I guess you know, no matter how it happens, it happens. They're fucking zombies. Technically, a zombie movie. Yeah, technically a zombie movie. I didn't think of that before. Me but then, but I mean, there's other zombies also, you know? So. Well, you have like a similar thing uh, when the the assistant goes like fucking nuts and he gets fucking chopped in the neck with the giant cleaver. Oh. Uh, we have that Dude, clip this, here. This thing is so cool. This is going to show how another place in this movie where they go like over the top with the special effects and the blood and all that Did stuff. Did not see this coming. At all. Oh, There's no, no way I saw this coming. Definitely not. So they're wrestling. He hits his head on the mirror, which is fucking hilarious. Uh, there's, they're setting up for round two. That fucking shot. Yeah, the doctor cuts his head off. Nearly off. That's like the cool thing. It's like maybe... Like ninety five percent cut off, and like the fucking yeah, the, head the is just flesh hanging, is hanging on to it. <laughs> oh, man, it just goes completely like nuts at the end. I absolutely fucking love this. I love when they just pull out all the stops in like the last ten minutes or whatever. It leaves like a it leaves it like on a really high note, right? Like it really gets you like holy shit. How could they top that? And then they do something else, and it's nuts. It's like oh, holy yeah. fuck. How could they top that? And guess what? They do again and it's not necessarily the gore but it's just like what you're about to watch this is the end of the film right they uh are are basically destroying all the bodies that he's inhabiting there's not much left except for our brain with eyes that you see throughout the whole fucking movie and uh, snail yeah yeah the brain snail and unfortunately for this brain snail He's getting the boot. So her boyfriend to this great music pulls off this like skull mask of some sort. That the I don't know how the eyes like hide. Yeah, like, the, oh, eyes, shit. <laughs> the eyes retract into it. It looks literally like a snap, like Gary from fucking uh, SpongeBob. 
And uh, wow, it really does look like Gary from SpongeBob. Holy shit. He throws it on the floor, stomps it, and there's our goo, baby. Dude, I love I love oh. the music playing. I love what the fuck I'm watching. This weird ass brain puppet Wild. with eyes that's slimy and shit. The mask that it's wearing is such an awesome touch. Um, and of and of course, you know, stomping it out and it just exploding like a fucking gusher is just absolutely what a fucking movie. Kiss. Dude. What a movie! Like, and I, I couldn't ask for anything more from this fucking movie. Honestly, it hit. Every fucking note that I needed it to. And you know what's really funny? Like, they have, it doesn't even end there. There's like a bunch of other shit after because the cops come and like rescue them. And just as the cop like walks in, he just like comically vomits. (laughs) Yeah, this is, this was, I forgot about this clip. This is pretty funny. (laughs) So the cops are there. They're like, yeah, she actually goes over and uh, like gouges out the fucking doctor's eyes just in case. <laughs> I uh, I love this man. Dude, he just keeps fucking. Yeah, he just keeps yakking. That's it. Well, oh, Christ. <laughs> the assistant just like randomly appearing out of nowhere. Um, it's just nonstop, and we have to say there could be a soul tangler too. Right? Yeah, there's those, uh, uh, or is he know. now trapped in his body because he doesn't have eyes? Or he doesn't have a soul. Oh, that would be pretty fucking sick. That'd be he also doesn't awesome. have eyes because he did get gouged now, out. So. Now, Grizz, there's something that we did not talk about throughout this whole film. And I feel like I have to bring it up before we finish. Um, were you aware that this movie was shot on Long Island? Come on, really? I thought this was a Canadian movie, honestly. This movie was shot on Long Island. There's some Washington, D.C. pickup shots, but it was shot out in Comac, New York. And uh, you know okay. when it's passing, uh, they're passing like the uh, the mental asylum? Okay, that's, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, Pilgrim yeah. State. That's that's a mental asylum out east on Long Island. Like, we've gone there, dude. Like, some of it is abandoned. Yeah. Some of it is actually, I think, still open. But that's Pilgrim yeah, State. Yeah. I was like, oh, holy shit. Like, I've been to the filming Put locations of this place. Jesus Christ. Like based on like the fact that like there was only a Canadian slipcover, um, the fact that the fucking main actor's name's fucking Pierre blah 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 flanc or whatever it is. Like I was like, oh, this has got to be fucking, you know, Canadian made. No. But maybe it is still. Maybe they just fucking, you know, came no, down my, the, uh... my whole thing is I know when movies are filmed in New York or Long Island, whatever, because everybody's voice sounds normal to me. It's you know what I mean? Yeah, like true. it Nobody does it sounded off in this movie. Yeah, exactly. Like this to me, like this is how everybody I knew spoke. Like all those accents and shit. Like that's that's fucking Long Island. That's out east Long Island. I was Nassau County. That was Comac is Suffolk County. Uh don't go the the Comac movie theater used to be a wild <laughs> ride. Uh I don't know if it is anymore. But um the Soul Tangler, ten out of ten, man. Bad taste hall of fame. I, I was going to say, this is a Bad Taste Hall of Fame movie. I wish, I wish I owned a copy of this, but last one that I saw go on eBay was over $1,000. So it is, that? you know, I I don't remember who it was. Somebody thrifted this fucking movie. This was years it ago. Happens. This was years it ago, happens. but somebody thrifted this fucking movie. That is 
an insane thing to find. Now, was it at that time, you know, a $1,400 tape, $1,300 tape? No, but nothing was. So, you know, yeah, it is what it is. Nothing was. That is like a fucking wild thing. Um, But the Soul Tangler Man, Bad Taste Hall of Famer, I fucking love it. Um, It's it's on YouTube, but go buy it if you can, if it's still out there. Is there still, can you still buy it new anywhere or is it out of print now? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's probably out of print. So you, I'm sure it's available, but probably for a jacked up price on, you, on eBay. Looks like you but. can. Looks like there's the. Oh yeah, you could still buy this. You could still Beautiful. buy this. Go, go buy the Blu-ray. It was uh, American genre film archive. Uh, Bleeding skull. This movie's fucking awesome. Don't watch it on YouTube. Go fucking buy it. Um, but that's yeah. the Salt Angler from 1987. Now Grizz, when I hit this shit. That means it's time for the wide world of metal. And Grizz, what the fuck do we have this week? I have a band for you all the way from the country of Romania, believe it or not. Yes, yes, dig it in. Uh, This band is called Slicer. Interesting name, um, an even more interesting sound. Uh, I found, dude. I was, I've been digging and digging and digging, trying to find something cool for this week. And I was like, I had a couple different options. Um, I found this, and I was like, you know what? This is fucking different. Um, it's, it's got a lot of the elements of things that I love, um, but it's, it's still very unique. Even when like we first started talking about it, you're like, what fucking genre is, is this fucking band even considered in? And like, um, the first song that we have here off this album uh, is called Death Rock and Roll. And I think this is exactly, you know, what you could classify uh, this this type of music as, like the midnight, right? Like they're considered like death it's, rock. It's, and roll. it's midnight, but it's also like it's not as black metal influenced as midnight is. Um, it's it's a little it's, it's a little more rock and roll than midnight, man. I was gonna say that to me, it has more of like a like Gothenburg, uh, like death metal hint to it. Like yeah, that's a great call. Like like not necessarily left hand path entombed but like wolverine blues entombed you know what i mean yes because it has that like classic not classic rock but like blues rock influence on it man it really does so let's let's roll this first one like to me this sounds like a fucking like entombed riff oh i could hear that 100 percent but i love these vocals like a this, it's like a hardcore or like crossover like thrash type singer it, it very much is and it adds a uniqueness to this because you're not expecting that no from not the at music all. honestly no the, the vocalist is the strongest thing in this band he fucking rips 100 yes. like like such like a what it like a animalistic sound you know what i mean like dude, like raw vocals like this guy fucking gets it and it's cool because they find a way to mix that with the music like it's not like you're listening to fucking you know a a heavy thrash band or like a straight fucking you know hm2 type fucking death metal band they mix it like with that like simple bluesy type groove rock slash metal crossover he's able to pull back a little bit too on those vocals whereas sometimes it's not as like harsh of a delivery it's still it's it's heavy metal sounding but it's still not as like 
you know crossover sounding as that but when he goes back into it it always like feels that much you know that much stronger of a fucking vocal performance because you're like god damn this dude's like pulling in and out of this like badass fucking like you know this vocal style that's unexpected um it fits so well over what they're doing in a very weird way like you were just saying like it's it's it, it's the strongest performance on the album but that i don't want to take away from like the rest of the band because like the fucking riffs are, are solid as fuck they're original in a sense but they still have a very like classic feel to them um they're just put together in a really fucking cool way uh, my favorite song on the album is the next one that i took the from it's called the uh, from hell she came i feel like that's you know most of the describes my love life throughout my entire life so <laughs> this is uh this is a fucking banger dude It's like a hardcore band, too. It's like a heavy hardcore influence on this. I feel like a punk thing going on to it at times. It actually has like a priest thing going on a lot. A lot of like the riff structure and stuff. feels very Judas Priest-y. I'm really into this. This is like... This is that's good cardio music, bro. You go fucking run to that or or yeah, power walk. Sorry, yeah. I don't fucking run. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, walking an uphill incline. <laughs> uh, but I'm I was really impressed. I never heard of this band. I'm really into like all sorts of music, and I feel like this fits in like a very like like a weird place where I really I wouldn't go out looking for this, but presented to me. I'm fucking gonna listen it. to this again. Like this yeah. is an album. I w- I might buy this. Like I kind of, I don't know. I, I'm into it, dude. I just it it, it hits a, a nostalgia like thing for me. Like it has like, and I don't know if it's because I'm becoming an old man where I'm like really getting into like just like classic riffs that are like you know kind of rockish and shit like that. Yeah. Like did nothing. I never felt older in my entire life than when I was in my truck the other day, and fucking Back in Black came on. And for the first time in my life, I didn't turn it off. But I was like, yeah, this fucking riff kicks oh ass. My God. I was like, I'm like, what am I fucking doing? I was like, who am I? I have not hit that point yet. I think you're like six <laughs> months older than me. So maybe it could happen. But um, oh, man. I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think I could do that one. Um, but Chris, where could, where could everybody find their music? Uh, you can find them on Bandcamp, Spotify, YouTube, um, definitely get to their uh, their Spotify. They got a couple other releases that you could check out on there. I mean, on their Bandcamp. Uh, but yeah, from uh, Bucharest or Buca, Bucharest, Romania. So, uh, Bucharest, I, Bucharest. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think it's. <laughs> you got it man you're good uh but grizz uh i think that just about wraps it up for this week what will we be covering next week you know we're gonna jump to the 90s i think 1994 we're gonna dig into a dead alive release because you know i'm a fucking dead alive man um we're gonna cover the one and only mr ice cream man not to be confused with the fucking uh clint howard ice cream man movie uh from the 90s as well this is mr ice cream man different movie little bit fucking uh more underground shot on video it should be a really uh should be a fun one man i'm excited for this yeah i'm pumped man i've never seen it before 
I can't wait to watch it. I've heard good things. Uh, but Grizz, that's going to be next week, Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Bad Taste Video Podcast. Uh, this week we recorded it on Wednesday because we had, you know, that huge storm went through and fucked with my power. My power was fucking flickering all night. Uh, apparently this morning people are still losing power in my area and you live a bit north from me, north uh, northwest, so you're still getting it now too. Uh, we should yeah, be. Satan's asshole. That's exactly yeah. where I live. Yeah. We get all the shit, and uh, it happens there all it the time. So. Hey, we'll be good to go next week. I don't. I don't see anything in our future that will uh, fuck with our internet uh, access. But Grizz, where can they yeah. find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore Enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. We also have a Patreon that if you want to just help us pay the bills, we really appreciate it. Uh, anything helps. Uh, we have some stuff up there that you can't find anywhere else. Um, don't tell anybody, I guess, what's on there. I don't know. Uh, uh, we really would appreciate if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, though. That would help us out a lot, too. If you're listening via podcast, we want to thank you also. You guys are fucking great. 286 episodes. Episode 300, we're going to have to go fucking crazy. We're going to have to do something nuts. That's like a Is that Juggalo Day? Is that, is that when we Ooh, fucking yeah, yeah. come in fully embracing who we really are? I like that idea. That might be fucking <laughs> right, pretty cool. Um, but Grizz, I think that just about wraps it up for this week. Uh, so thank you everybody in the chat. Thank you everybody that's watching live. We will be back next week at two. Oh, at, well, yeah, I guess at 9 PM Eastern standard time on our YouTube channel on Tuesday, youtube.com slash at bad taste video podcast. Uh, Grizz, anything else you could think of? Nah, you know, fucking good time, man. I'm ready to fucking, uh, watch Mr. Ice cream, man. Now I'm stoked. There you go. All right. Join us next week for some fucking awesome shit. We will see you next time.